0: Welcome to the Weekend Wrap-Up. This is Zoe, the intern here at KLRC. Maybe you're like me and you don't catch everything on the air, but that doesn't mean you have to miss out. I'm sharing highlights from Mark and Christie's morning show, Middays with Isaac and Robert, and The Drive Home with Anson and Kara. Let's see what they've been up to this week. noticed that Mark doesn't quite sound like himself this week. That's because he was feeling a little under the weather. But don't worry, it's still Mark you're hearing. Here he is with Christy talking with Justin about taking a pause.
1: It's Mark and Christy, and Chaplain Justin is here for our little Wednesday Chaplain Chat. Yeah, good morning. So, about a week ago, we did a little staff retreat. We did. Justin led us. We were out at New Life Ranch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we did this exercise. This is the second year we've done this now where you made us stare at a candle for, it felt like about seven hours.
2: <laughs> <No>. It was <laughs> between 15 and 20 minutes. Was it really 15
1: yeah. to 20 yeah. minutes? Did you think it was 15 to 20 minutes? 15? I don't know.
3: I fell asleep. <laughs> I'm just
1: kidding. For a moment. No, I, did, I zoned I did, for out. For a moment, I thought you did fall asleep, actually. Mm-hmm. You wow. were sitting next to me and I was like... I think she might be snoring.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Listeners are like, so what again were you (laughs)
3: guys? (laughs) to Back to the topic. It
1: was actually a really, both times for me, it's been a, as somebody who does not pause naturally. Right. A really frustrating and wonderful experience all Mm -hmm. at the same time. Mm -hmm. To have to just be like, okay, pause, like Mm -hmm. until that candle burns out
2: push the pause button that's kind of my spiritual leadership frustrating and wonderful <laughs> and, that's <thank> the goal <laughs> it was really really
1: good but i think and and you Nina, know, that was a unique circumstance but it's reflective of what god wants for us more regularly yeah, to pause pause and slow connect. down there was an article that you had shared with us there was a quote in there that i thought was really good and they were talking about that that scene where moses and the burning bush and mm. has the conversation with god and The article says, there seemed to be a cause and effect relationship between Moses' willingness to pay attention and God's willingness to speak. And I think sometimes I kind of bank on God's grace of just like, he'll just keep talking until I finally get it. Mm -hmm. Where maybe it's a little more like, no, you might wait me out a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like there's Mm -hmm. something healthy
2: that me pausing is a healthy part of our relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think... We don't want to put God in a in a box using just one text. Yeah. So like Moses in the burning bush cuz I could also think of like Paul on the Damascus road gets blown off of his horse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And he's going to listen one way or another and he blinds him, you know. Yeah. And so God speaks in a number of different ways, but I do think especially if we're in relationship with him um that it's relationship, it's back and forth, it's listening and responding and um God often uses things that are subtle that we would be wise to be looking out for and just be listening prayerfully throughout the day, different seasons of life, transitions, especially transitions in life of just God, what are you what are you up to, whether it's a day or a season or what what have you? Yeah. I'm curious for you
1: because we, we can't all walk around with a candle all okay. the time. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what are some practical ways to, to push the pause button? So yeah. we can listen?
2: Well, I think, uh, that, that practice came from Ruth Haley Barton and she uses it to kind of transition from a work day to uh, a day off. Yeah. And so just a really intentional, long slowdown, just watching a candle burn down. This is a time to shift. Um, but you can do that in a number of different ways. Um, say in transition throughout your day in a drive. Maybe don't put music on right away. Take some deep breaths, quiet, and then turn it on mm-hmm. um, to mm-hmm. the positive difference. Of course, of course. <laughs> and and, and, um, and throughout the the day, you know, I set a few alarms on my watch to remind me to practice gratitude. Uh, throughout the day or to pause i have a few different spiritual tools that i'll go to my jesus prayer quiet gratitude uh different things i'll kind of feel it out once that alarm goes off and so there's lots of different ways um the the main thing is i want to be listening Mm -hmm. i want to live facing uh the lord and and following in his footsteps and it's hard to do that if i'm just all about my agenda. My busyness, my task list, going from one thing to another, and I'm not even really thinking or feeling. I'm just kind of moving, and so I want to pause to kind of re re engage that. Yeah,
3: Mm, that's so good. One thing I noticed in that exercise that was super, I don't know, um, eye opening to me was at first I was, I couldn't relax really. I was just thinking about the ten thousand different things going Mm on, and and I'm in task mode a lot of times. And so it, it was this way that forced me to truly surrender in that moment mm-hmm. and just let go. And, and eventually I did let go.
2: Yes. Take some time, but yeah.
3: And it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think it's in that place where you have that rest while you're still awake.
2: You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. That's and very good. I was like, peace, okay, rest. this is
3: that godly peace and rest that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm needing, and I want to continue to seek this. And so even after that, I asked you, where can I get one of those long candles? (laughs) Because they're extra long, you know, Mm -hmm. so they take a little bit longer to burn. And I was like, this is a great, great Mm -hmm. idea.
2: And that would be a good encouragement, too, is our our minds are not going to settle down right away. And too many people get discouraged because their mind... Their mind is cluttered, uh-huh. and so they start feeling bad about themselves. No, no, no. Just give it time. Let mm-hmm. let the Lord settle settle you into focus and quiet. And it might take maybe ten minutes uh-huh. instead of right away. Uh-huh. Um, but that's good time spent. He's work. He, his spirit is working uh-huh. uh, in us in, in those times. So let him declutter you. Take take that time
0: was sick with COVID last week, and if I were to look at it in a positive light, I'd say it did give me the opportunity to rest. Not exactly the kind of pause Justin forced on Mark and Christy, but still a break from running around like crazy. And because I was forced to stay in my house for several days, unable to go to work or class, I had no choice but to rest. Now, after hearing Mark, Christy, and Justin, maybe it shouldn't take getting something like COVID to force me to rest and pause. Maybe I should do it more often. It's funny how unnatural it feels to pause. Just, you know, staring into a candle like that. I wonder why we're always so busy. Because clearly, this is a really good thing for us, to sit in God's presence. Speaking of God's presence, Christy shares how God comforted her son, Mac, in a physically tangible way.
3: My son, Mac, and I, um, oftentimes, we do a, a Devo at night. It's yeah. just a, a children's book, um, and it has God stories, just cool stories, um, might talk about space and you know how we are on the earth and how unique we're made and all that. You know, and and we'll have scripture and we talk about what that means and all of that. Well, this particular night we are talk this is recent, we're talking about being comforted by God and and how He comforts us in our times of need and it could be in multiple ways. And I asked him, and he's ten, and I asked him, I said, Have you ever been comforted by God? You know just in a moment where you're feeling down or low and you just feel like god just really comforted you and he goes yeah hmm. i said okay well that's awesome I said, what did that feel like or look like for you um did someone give you a hug did he use somebody you know or did you have a dream or did you hear a song or you just knew he was there you know and and he goes well you remember when diego died and that th- this is um his cousin. Okay. And he was young, he was 30 years old. Mm-hmm. And last year he passed away. Um, he had diabetes and had a really horrible episode and it was just really a, a rough time anyway. And, uh, he said, whenever that happened, we were in the living room. He's talking about me and him and he goes, and you were hugging me and we were sitting on the couch and then you had gotten up and walked off and he goes, and I felt a pat on my leg. Wow yeah and I said you felt like an actual pat and I said show me what that was like and so then he patted my leg I said and I said well what did you do he goes well I looked around and he goes and I went oh that's God wow yeah and wow. he's he's never said anything like yeah. that before and I said well that's amazing mm-hmm. said that that's quite a gift and a really cool experience to have that physical interaction oh. with God and and so we thanked God for that. And I just thought, man, God, you're so awesome. Like you just show up in the coolest ways. And and I just love that because it gave my son a, a tangible, real <sighs> example of experiencing God in a tangible way.
1: Yeah. Like he's never going to forget. Yeah. And, and nobody can that. take that away from him. Right. People could question it, be skeptics, all that. But like, he knows what he experienced. Yeah. And what he believes about that.
3: That's right. That's right.
1: That's so good.
3: But, and I know there are. are Tons of stories like that where God has comforted you and and maybe not even in a tangible way, but through a song or through a person or there is just this, there is no possible way that should have happened. And you're Mm -hmm. like, okay, God, I see you. I get you. And anyway, I'd love to hear from our listeners on it,
1: to be honest. So that's the conversation we'd love to have around the breakfast table this morning. Have you ever had an experience where God comforted you in some way? Like, what did he do? Who did he use? How, How did that play out? We'd love to hear your story, too, this morning. You can call or text 1-800-909-5572. That's 800-909-KLRC. Or you can record a little shout-out message in the KLRC app.
0: My aunt told me she was once so close to God she could reach out and touch Him. It's because of what she told me that I do believe God can physically touch us. I mean, He is God after all, right? He can do anything. I hope to deepen my relationship with God so much that I can talk with him freely, openly, and feel his presence. It is a powerful and beautiful thing, and it swelled my heart with emotion to hear how God comforted Mac in that moment. God is so real, and he works in mysterious ways. Here's a positive difference story.
3: So this is such a neat story. Um, A woman named Becky... She lost her 19-year-old son. Okay, his name is Tristan. He passed away in a tragic accident okay. about seven years ago, and um, basically, um, she was devastated. Right, and um, eventually, a few years pass, and she gets remarried. Okay, she she was divorced at the time, and she finds the love of her life. Um, his name is Kelly, and so. They're having the wedding, and she wanted to honor her late son, Tristan. Okay? And she wanted him to be a part of the special day. And so she made sure to honor him as many ways as she could. And, for example, her bouquet uh-huh. um, was filled with his photos. That's cool. And she left one of the guest chairs empty. At the okay? ceremony. Right. Okay. Just in honor of him and his memory. And But what she didn't know is that Kelly, the groom... Who would, you know, be her husband. He had been keeping a secret about that wedding day. And in the middle of the ceremony, Kelly brought things to an unexpected pause. Becky was totally confused. And then Kelly, he turned and addressed everyone in attendance. And he began talking about Tristan, her son. Her son. And he described Becky's just love for her son and how his death was not in vain and that how his hor- his organs had helped so many people, and um, then he had Kelly turn to that empty chair where Tristan would have sat, right. And um, but this time it was not empty. Sitting there was a young man whom Becky had never met before, but someone with who she shared a deep connection with, and it was a gentleman who had her son's heart.
1: Oh my goodness! Yeah, and, and he was sitting there,
3: he was sitting there, and that young man stood up, and she went over to him. They hugged, they cried, they hugged, they cried some more. And his name is Jacob. Wow! And um, they had one of those—is it the stethoscope? Uh huh. And she put her—you know—she could listen to she his could heartbeat. Hear the heartbeat. Yeah. Wow. And they already have just as far as. Um, a connection in that way. But even more so, there's just this natural chemistry with them. And he's become basically a huge part of their family. They see him all the time. And uh, what's so cool too is that Tristan, her son that passed, his sister had struggled for years with all of it. And Jacob, who now has the new heart, uh, he's been a huge healing source mm-hmm. of life for her. And she knows that his death was not in vain. And anyway, I just thought, wow, what a powerful story. And in the in the video, you just see them hanging out, you know, and and doing life together in a lot of ways. So I just thought, what a powerful story of just God redeeming such a tragic moment. And
1: yeah, I was just thinking of that verse that talks about working, all, God working all things together for good. Mm-hmm. Nobody would want to walk through losing your son, mm-hmm. but to create such a redemptive story chapter now mm-hmm. that's amazing
3: yeah and jacob the one who received um tristan's heart and you just if you watch the interview you just listen to him and he's just so grateful and he loves their family
0: and it's just a powerful story so
1: that's a that positive story. is our positive different story of the day
0: this whole story reminded me a little bit of a movie i love called return to me Of course, it's a rom-com, so it's very different. But the idea of a loved one's heart going to another person who ends up becoming a significant person in your life. Grief and loss are incredibly hard to work through, but I think it speaks to God's love and goodness that these people were able to connect and hopefully heal a lot through this. Speaking of grief, Isaac shares ways to cope with grief during this holiday season.
4: We're entering a season where grief can be hard. Um, grieving during the entire year is hard, but do- grieving during the big shared milestones of our culture, like the Christmas and Thanksgiving New Year season, can be especially difficult. And that's why I love some of these thoughts from Jody Rosser. She has a sort of helpful tip about grieving through the holidays. She says, since this time of the year has a way of magnifying our grief I want to encourage you by sharing some of the things that helped me during my grief. One of them is make sure you give yourself some time and grace if you're missing someone special this Thanksgiving or Christmas. Ask God for strength and energy to get through the day. Invite friends to pray for you and with you too. And with that, surround yourself with people who care and empathize with you. This could be your family, friends, or your small group at church. going to be looking at this and sort of diving into grief, and because that's That can be grief of a relationship, of a friendship, a person, a job. Grief can go over many different subjects. And if you're grieving this season, it is real.
0: I feel incredibly fortunate to spend my holidays without thinking of the people missing. But I know that's not a reality many face. It can actually be the most depressing time of year, even though it's supposed to be the most joyous. I'm glad Isaac shared some light on the subject, and if you're having a difficult season, I want you to know it's okay. Grief is a natural human emotion, and it's a process. There is no shame in feeling all of the feelings during the holidays, and you are loved. But while we're talking about holidays, on a lighter note, Isaac shares Thanksgiving dishes people may have a hard time defending.
4: This is a question that I posted on social. What's a Thanksgiving side or dish that you just love, but you have a hard time defending? For me personally, it's gotta be the cranberry sauce from the can. I love it, it tastes better than homemade cranberry sauce. I will die on this hill. Tracy chimed in, she said green bean casserole. I love it, my family, not so much. Monica says chicken instead of turkey or ham. Now I can see how that's kind of controversial, but if you're frying up a chicken, I will eat that regardless of what holiday it is. I'm ready, I will dive in on that.
0: Something I learned after moving to Arkansas was mac and cheese is acceptable at the Thanksgiving table and it makes me so happy. I don't think that one's hard to justify, right? Here's some more from Isaac.
4: So for anyone that lives in remote areas, you know how hard it is to go to the grocery store. It's not just a small endeavor. And oftentimes when I've stayed out in kind of the woods over on vacations or going out to farms, you kind of get this, you get this sense of, I wish someone would just drop in groceries from the sky, right? Well, DoorDash is partnering with Alphabet's wing division in Logan, Australia, to deliver convenience and grocery items via drone traveling at almost 100 miles an hour, which will be even more uh, pressure to stick the landing when they're dropping groceries off. The program is gonna be open to a small number of customers and they can expect items to arrive in about 15 minutes from ordering. So if you like your eggs sunny side up uh, or airborne, those might be options for you soon, which is kind of wild to me. I would love to just order that as a novelty because it's like, look hun, the frozen pizza's falling from the sky. That seems fun.
0: Maybe it's just me, but drones are equal parts cool and equal parts terrifying to me. I freeze if I see someone flying a drone near me, so it dropping off my groceries would not be comforting. Up next is Anson and Kara.
5: One of the things that I mostly enjoyed doing growing up was playing youth sports as a kid. Oh, yeah. Played soccer, some basketball, dabbled in a few other things as well. Uh Some of my teams were actually pretty good. Not that that had a lot to do with me, (laughs) mind you. Others, uh, not so much. I was on a couple pretty bad teams as well. Yeah, I played on one uh, recreational soccer team one year where we didn't win a game the entire year.
6: Oh, sad. We went like
5: 0 and 10, something like that. Oh, man. And I remember lamenting this fact to my parents partway through the season. Mm. I wasn't having any fun. I just wanted to quit. Mm. And my parents told me something that has stuck with me, that maybe what I was supposed to do that year, my job was to learn how to lose well. Ooh. And I can't help but think about that a little bit on election day. Mm. Because I think many of us as Americans, all along the political spectrum, every side, have forgotten how to lose well. Oh, that's true. But losing well is a very important life skill to have. Yeah. I was reading something today from Daniel Bennett. He puts it this way. He says, while we absolutely should fight for justice and truth in the public square, we should also be prepared to lose from time to time. Mm -hmm. And we should do so with confidence that comes from our identity in Christ. After all, we are inheritors of a much greater victory than the world could ever provide. Mm. So today's elections are going to elate some, going to deflate others. Some are going to rejoice in the outcome. Others are going to lament the direction of our country. But no matter the results of today's election, I think we have to commit to losing well Mm -hmm. because as Americans losing well is actually essential to strengthening our political experiment Mm. in our country.
6: That's good. And
5: as Christians losing well is essential to how we faithfully engage our world Mm. on behalf of Christ.
0: I couldn't agree with you more Anson losing well is an important life skill. And if we don't learn it as kids, it's way harder to learn as an adult. My prayer for election results is that we collectively know that God is bigger than all of this. God is bigger than our state or our country. He is Lord over it all. And our duty is to love our neighbors and be kind and follow Jesus. And the time we celebrate our Savior's birth is coming up very quickly. Here's Kara with some thoughts on Christmas decorating. It
6: definitely feels like Christmas is coming sooner and sooner. I mean every store I've walked by recently has just been bedecked in Christmas. Bedecked. I don't know if that's actually a word, but that's how it feels. Checks out to me. <laughs> so but not just stores. Like I was surprised the other day to see a Christmas tree in someone's window. Oh. And I was like, Oh, okay. I didn't know it was time. Is we're just it? going for it. I were just like all out. We're just diving right in. And I was like, Is it is it too soon? I don't know how I feel about this. But then today I read this argument from Teen Christmas Tree. Okay. Reasons to put up your Christmas tree before Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. Number one, it makes you happy. Okay. Number two, you're an adult and you can do what you want. Okay. <laughs> Number three, you have more time to admire your handiwork. Sure. And I'm like, all right. I mean, that's a solid argument. If it makes
5: you happy. I mean. Why not? Right.
6: And you're an adult and it's true. You can do what you want. So I guess more power to you
0: still maintain that Thanksgiving deserves its respect. It is an important holiday, just needs to be jazzed up a bit more. You know, maybe we get some catchy Thanksgiving music and people get excited. Here comes a turkey, here comes a turkey, right up the pilgrim's lane. I don't know, something like that, right? Thank you so much for listening to this week's wrap-up. Join me next week as we
2: catch up on things you might have missed during the week. Until then, have a great weekend.